In a quiet room over at Hill Pass C, nothing can be heard over the sound of machines letting out the odd beep. Privacy curtains are drawn. The lights are low. And Matron is patrolling with a stern look on her face. She's armed with the wire wool and Dettol, and she's not afraid to use it. The occupants of the various bays are staying silent, for fear of incurring her wrath. As she marches down the length of the ward, she sees a glowing blue light coming from one bed towards the end. There's some strange shuffling and beeping from behind the curtain. Nurse! Nurse! He's at it again! Get in here! As she draws back the curtain, she's greeted by a sight sure to frighten even the most stoic of staff. In front of her, wearing nothing but his backless gown, is Commander Kinrain. He's hauled himself over to a table by the window and is twiddling the knob for all he's worth. Nurse! Bring the sedatives! He's out of bed again! Just as the burly nurse bundles into the cubicle with a frightening-looking syringe, the radio he's playing with bursts into life. And throughout the ward, everyone can hear the words, Our mics are live. The mind boggles. It really does. To find out what that was all about, you'll have to stay tuned. This is Hutton Orbital Live from Studio 5. 0.22-ish light years from anywhere sensible and broadcasting throughout the galaxy. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and we've had to steal some chairs from the canteen as it is a full house tonight. And will it be hard again? I'm still Harry Balzac. And I'm wishing I was in a padded room with some soft music. I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, and by the looks of things, I'm the only one that is seamless around here. I'm the apology officer, apologising for what's just happened, and oh, I'm sorry, is that your foot? I'm Norma, and yes, it was. Now move over. I'm Lou, and I'm staying well out of all this. And now, the headlines. Baz's banter-bass bigwig battles break down. Celebrity Deathmatch, Kate versus Leo. They asked for a double entendre, so I gave them one. Don't make them on, because a nerf is enough. The good ship Spectre Shadow III has a new booster cushion. Hanky waves a white flag. Atrus5060 delves. Yes, he's definitely delving. I know there's a lockdown, but Hoppit expansion? Again? Really? Stuff the community. Sorry, community stuff. First tonight, we start with news from the Banter Bus and the Hill Harp Sea Blues. Commander Kinrain, bus driver and banterer extraordinaire, had to be rescued from an escape pod in system earlier in the week after an incident aboard the bus. 
as a full-time trucker and part-time fed, Commander Kinrain isn't unaware that his activities attract the attention of the more shooty part of the galaxy. In this case, during one sleep cycle between combat zones, he was rudely awakened, and upon standing up to find out what the strange noises were that were coming from the bus, promptly went bump in the night. Yes, the bus was boarded after taking a railgun to the frameshift, and the boarding party appears to have clobbered him over the head with something heavy. A clear case of space highway muggery and skullduggery. Rescued via multi-crew, the emergency ship's hollow dock sprang into action. He was quickly stuffed into his remlock and wedged into an escape pod. The controls were set for the nearest station with medical facilities, and a rescue beacon was activated for immediate pickup. The banter bus is looking a little sorry for itself at the moment. It appears to only be able to make left turns. The power plant has blown a valve or two. The gimbals on the right-hand side are acting like fixed hardpoints, and the covas is barely intelligible. As for Kinrain, well, he's in much the same shape. After sticking a full system scanner in his ear and giving him a good probing, doctors are happy he's not about to pop another valve in his power plant and they're not going to have to fit him with a flip-top head to go in and muddle with his noodle. He's booked in for a second FSS honk in about six weeks. As with his ship, his covas is having difficulty enunciating properly. But if you listen really carefully, you can just make out a... For the mug! Our messages have been read to him and he's had a good laugh, and his hut and mug has been sent to the hospital just in case all these shenanigans were brought on by a nasty dose of mods, and not a filthy imperial with a cosh and a bad attitude. His rotational correction is on the blink, meaning that he's confined to quarters for fear of bashing into the toast rack, uh, sorry, door frame. They've given him some performance enhancers, advanced medicines, and some nanomeds, and told him to stop being so darned excitable all the time. Commander Flossie has been contacted as a Hutton-wide medical emergency has been declared, and there will be an ongoing CCCG to get both the bus and the banterer back up soon. More details later in the show. Local Galnet feeds have been alive this week with this week's Red Top Worthy Pseudo News. Yes, it was the return of the No Holds Barred Celebrity Full Contact Digital Combat Competition. Two titans of technology have been battling it out to see which one would come out on top. No, we don't mean the latest gaming consoles, we mean Ships AI going hammer and tongs at each other in cyberspace to claim the top prize. In the blue corner was Kate the Killer Russell, digital technologist and ferret fancier, and in the small red corner was Leo Normsky Lovett, knocking bits off and taking bites out of each other in a digital contest. They deployed battle codes. Let's get ready to trumble! appears to be the rallying cry for each bout as the scores were level after seven rounds. However, Kate delivered the final knockdown in the closing seconds, taking the prize and leaving Leo licking his wounds in one corner. Well, actually, his invisible dog Dave was doing that bit. Congratulations to Kate and all those who wagered on her winning. Winnings can be collected from HCS voice packs. Oh, and if anyone hadn't noticed, 
the Pilots' Federation, are celebrating the conclusion of the competition by giving away free pilots' licenses and disposing of huge stock of surplus Sidewinders in an epic giveaway for the next week. I've been especially selected to read out this news article because of my well-known gravitas or bottom. <laughs> I said gravitas and bottom. <clears throat> it has come to our attention that some commander, evidently of feeling the expects of, of space loneliness and presumably having used up all of their crayons on their own toilet walls, decided to plot their route in such a way as to draw a rude shape on edastro.com. A male shape. A shape that, if it's to scale, could very well explain why the commander was out there in the black 45,000 light-years from the bubble, alone. Presumably, the commander's mum called them in for their tea before they could further plot their route to add the words Hubert Farnsworth smells to their graffito. Rude and crude though this drawing was, we have to applaud the ingenuity of this single-handed operation and remind us of the early works by Alec Turner during his blue period. I myself would never contemplate such a thing. It's beneath me. And besides, I'm no good at drawing parallel lines. Curves are more my forte. It's not that I'm obsessed, you understand. Oh, yes, you are. But today, I was looking at the Going for Gold 2 graph on hot.forthemog.com. Under current events earlier today, and I was thinking, ooh, those two pert, upward-thrusting, curving peaks on that graph remind me of something. They're as big and impressive as, as the Grand Tetons in Wyoming. Ooh, large, free, open, accessible. Ow! Sorry. But it was a magnificent sight, really. Right up to the point when our guest lecturer on exploration, Commander Chicks, went and dumped over 50 billion. That's 50 and 9 zeros worth of exploration data, making the graph rescale. Now, it looks like two peas on an ironing board next to the bloody Matterhorn. Thanks very much, Chicks. Hmm. Well, one can dream. Pilots Federation went on record this week to discuss some changes that have been making on the galaxy. With every man Jack and his best mate Jill now having enough cash to buy a fleet carrier, a spare system or two and probably a number of nearby galaxies as a result of the huge mining boom recently. There are pains to point out that nothing lasts forever and it's very likely even the bottom will fall out at market or the market will fall out to your bottom very soon indeed. There have been petitions with various combat bombs mission and bounty authorities to increase payouts for hunting down criminals, supporting your faction in war and doing whatever's asked to help you, your system influence in recent months. Manufacturers of mining equipment have been hard pushed to keep up with the demand for the latest rocking, rocking void, wrecking broomsticks, lump loving, chunk chopping lasers and lovely little boulder tugging limpets. In a slippery move that wouldn't be out of place in a Russian news bulletin about the latest controversy, the Pilots Federation appear to have dodged the pitchforks and the flaming torches and blamed absolutely everything on Galnet. It's nothing to do with us, they've claimed. Galnet are the ones reporting on everything. We're just adjusting stuff to match their stories. Not the other way around. 
In the last few days, fueled by a combination of Chinese whispers, wild speculation, and more than a little fear-mongering by third-party news outlets, commanders have been desperately blowing up everything in sight and flogging off their stores of pay-night for fear of the dreaded nerf bat of doom was about to fall on their magic money tree. Of course, these same commanders are the ones who have been moaning about the magic money tree means the systems are so full of fleet carriers that no one can find a parking space. Hot Orbital News, being the sensible people that we are, have actually viewed the statement by the Pilots Federation and come to the following conclusions. 1. Stuff's going to change. 2. Change is gradual. 3. If you run around with a pitchfork, you're going to trip and spike yourself somewhere delicate with it. 4. Playing with fire is playing with fire and someone's bound to have an accident. Five, we've already won the trade gold. We want a different one. And of course, as the song stays, pro profit margins never really matter at all. We look forward to hearing the changes that Galnet are going to make to the galactic markets and our digital wallets sometime in the next week. Give me a child until he is seven and I will show you the man said Aristotle. And Commander Vector 883 seems to have taken him at his word. Is it ever too early to train up a pilot? Last week we delved into the case of Eddie Lee Wise Jr. aged seven and a half. But this week, like a scene from Ender's Game, the good ship Spectre Shadow III has a new pilot in training. Commander Vector's 883's six-year-old son presumably known as Commander Vector 883.5, who has embarked on a career as a smasher of Thargoids. Every time one is dispatched, he's a Vector Victor, and the cry of Watch Your Clearance, Clarence, is met with Roger Roger. Just like in Only You Can Save Mankind, the young gunslinger has been told of the evil nature of the enemy, but not to worry about them being splattered all over the galaxy. They're only characters in a game, not real after all. Um, P.S. We don't know that their names are Clarence and Roger. In fact, that's, that's highly unlikely. But in the history of Hutton Orbital Radio News, we've never let the facts get in the way of stealing someone else's old joke. This is an official Hutton Orbital apology. Nature of apology? Malfunction, systems offline, passengers stranded and abandonment of duty. King Hanky of Colonia has asked me to apologise for the non-departure of the Hutton Megabus from Fort Mug. This was due to a technical issue with the ship's mainframe. Well, I see it was a technical issue. Just between us, here's what really happened. You know loads of Hanky. You know Hanky has loads of clones and uses them to be in all different places at once and do lots of different tasks when he's off doing whatever it is the King of Colonia does, um, playing chess and wrestling with giant snakes, I think. Anyway, he had a batch of spares on board the hot bus in case he needed replacements at short notice. But the thing is, their vats decanted them early, the whole lot. Well, you know how undercooked, and how undercooked clones are. They're always a bit... You know, so... Well, this lot got out and started wandering about in the Bertie. Just think of that. Just picture it in your mind. 500 naked hankies 
all running around the place. All that jiggling. So, one of them must have seen an advert or something because they started shouting about freeing a genie and headed off to engineering. They picked up fire axes, crowbars, and in one case an inflatable Mike Snoswell companion doll along the way. Available from Wonders, by the way. Once they were there, they quickly overpowered the hanky clones on duty and then proceeded to free the genie from its magic box by use of the aforementioned implements. The smoke poured out of the maimed mainframe and the clones oohed and aahed. Some even shed a few tears as the mighty genie of the mainframe was released and at last left via the air filtration system. It was at this point that one of the engineering clones explained that they needed the mainframe to make the ship work. Since then, efforts have been ongoing to recapture the deceptive, the deceptive smoke genie and put it back into the mainframe. But these have resulted in limited success. Normal service will be resumed at the earliest opportunity. So, happy Mexican Revolution Day! Viva la Revolucion! Good evening, trappers. This is an urgent call from Atrus 5060. Kepler Orbital in Atropos has been attacked by Thargoids. Call in AXI. Call in Hackswing. All hands on deck for this one, trackers. We need you out. Oh, sorry. Uh, one second. I'm getting a call from LCU No Full Light One clones over on the Gnosis. What do you mean, false alarm? Violinists? What does a bloody fish have to do with Thargoids? They're not fish. Imperial rebels? How did they get their hands on Thargoid goo to put in a bomb? Oh, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. You sure it was Thargoid goo and not something from Cubicle 3? Excuse me, what did you call me? Well done, LCU from Full Light 9. You've earned yourself a nastily worded letter to your progenitor. You know how LCU No Full Light 1 hates getting those letters? Remember what happened to LCU No Full Light 7? It's not every day you see someone's head explode just because of... Oh, no, hang on a second, this thing's still on. Um, alright, trackers? Bit of a false alarm here. Go about your normal tracker business then. Good luck out there. For the mug. Well, I'm not due where to start this week, which was a handy first line. I turned my back for a few minutes and we're expanding again. And six of our systems are over 60%. Another seven are over 50%. And of the dozen systems who are under 50%, you know, the ones we'd like to be climbing a bit, nine of them have dropping, including nonsense where we're supposed to be pushing for control, but the influence has plummeted faster than Baz at two in the morning. So we need to get that sorted as soon as possible. So, for clarity, I'll go through this one more time. We want to be around 50% in all systems. That way, we aren't at risk of unwanted expansions, nor is any other faction likely to get close to challenges. 50%. 60% is too high. That's not a react when we get over it too high, it's a don't let it get there too high. 40% is too low. Likewise, that's not a 
panic when it drops below too low, it's a keep it well above too low. We have custodians. They're there to keep an eye on these things, so if they ask for help in raising or lowering influence, please respond and do your bit. And if you're a custodian, you're not meant to be solely responsible, so do shout out when things need doing. By the time I get to shout about it on the show, like now, it might be too late. Hmm. In Colonia, surprise, surprise, we have an election in tier, which we obviously want to win. And there's an infrastructure failure in Eel Procol Centauri. So if you're over there, get delivering food and machinery and get that fixed before King Hanky starts to think that we don't care about them over there. On the subject of infrastructure failure, let the wise one run for a few days and smash the influence down. If we get to, do you remember? Yes, that's right, 50%. That's when to get it fixed and hold station. Norma, ask the gin, would you? Here's the news about events that have been organised by you, the community, and we hope that you support them by taking part or by going along to watch. Firstly, we have news from last week's event organised by the Apology Officer. Hotbox, Go to the Ruins are going for Gold Event 2 event. There wasn't a big turnout, but they made the most of it. The group were even accompanied by a disembodied head in a jar in the form of Commander Mustang 07. Everything went well and the intrepid commanders were so sensible that there was time to visit all four settlements, reading the logs of the lost souls who once lived there, scooping up materials like space wombles and retrieving data worth some millions from those big orange and white things. After the event, the group split up and went their separate ways. They are now in deep space gathering lots of lovely data for going for gold too. Operation Mercury's Wings is primed and ready to go, having had their first meet-up on Sunday and they're now including synchronised ship and carrier mass jumps. Very Battlestar Galactica, I must say. They set off on November 22nd, an expedition from the amazing canyons of Pomesh in the bubble, all the way to the far side of the galaxy. If you're not already signed up with the expedition, please do so on the EDSM website under Expeditions. Details at bit.ly slash Mercury Swings, including their Discord link. The annual spectacle of Speedball 4, the fifth iteration of this high-gravity, high-speed, high-stakes race, is just around the corner. Taking place on Saturday the 21st and Sunday the 22nd of November at HR 6164 ABC1, also known as The View. (laughs) This is the first player-organised race event that truly makes use of fleet carriers. It might also well be the last time this kind of event is even possible, not knowing what changes to the game physics Odyssey might bring. Ahead of the race weekend, there are still at least two more carriers departing the bubble, where you can park your ships and travel in comfort and safety. HSRC Beachmaster, November 21st, 0200 UTC from Pliny. 
BPFC Autumn Squirrel, November 21st, DROC 30 UTC from Tuanta. Furthermore, HR 6164 is now home to a dozen carriers. The view itself has a limit of just six slots, so expect some in-system travel time once you have arrived. On the training front, things are picking up. We have seen a lot of new entrants practising their runs and are happy to say that this is indeed a much easier and more accessible venue than Speedball 3 at 61 Virginis 2. The special shout-out for a first-time participant goes to Lorchus Maximus with his sadly invalid attempt of 3,607 metres a second. So, manage one of the lowest flying runs so far at, well, belly scraping level, to be honest. Benigni posted the first side E run at 3,398 metres a second, which for that loadout is more than respectable. Details at bit.ly slash SB number four forum with a capital F. The Great Expedition 3306 is set to depart on Friday the 27th of November. 84,000 light years for the participants. One fleet carrier will follow to support the event and many stations and DSSA fleet carriers will be ready on the route. There will be a story, red line with more stories unlocked by objectives to complete for the participants. Reach Waypoint X scan something on the planet, take a screenshot here, etc. There will be repairers, refuelers and activities during the expedition. The end date is January the 10th. Details at bit.ly slash capital G capital E 3306 As featured on a recent Super Cruise news stream from the Pilots Federation, the elite racers are preparing for the Scarab Masteries Championship. Commander Blackmaze writes, Coming December is the new Scarab Mastery Championship where you get to prove your absolute mastery of the Scarab SRV. There will be eight event days with each three stages ranging from urban parkour, hill climbs, downhill races, base jumping, canyon jumps, lapped races across dirt and tarmac. Races will be on a mix of low to high G planets, some challenges you perform together and some one after the other. Full details are in their forum post, including a Discord link and the video that has so impressed the Pilots Federation. We've created an easy link for you to get there. It is bit.ly slash scarab mastery they are also organizing an event coming up a little sooner srv cross in the okinura system november 29th at 1800 utc at okafor okafor market practically <laughs> out will be three laps but there will be several heats try not to arrive late Again, the link is bit.ly slash scarabmastery. 
And that's all the news we know about. Are you organising an in-game event? Or do you know of any that we've not covered? If so, why not get in touch and let us spread the word. And we are back in the studio. Good evening, everybody, and thank you very much for joining us on the show this evening. Uh, welcome to all the viewers on Twitch, all the listeners on radio.forthemug.com, and all the people that are listening on Listen Again because they missed the live show. We have a full studio this evening. We are joined for the first time in quite a while by a live rampage. Hello. Yes, it has been a while. Yeah, I mean, we've had pre-recorded rampages, but this is the first time we've had a live rampage in a while, isn't it? It is, yes. I've been doing the pre-recorded stuff Sky at night. It's been really cool. And, and, and of course, you're joining us through your new shipboard systems. I am, and it's not been without glitches this evening, but it's getting there. Hey, look, it's Thursday. Glitches are perfectly, perfectly normal. I mean, who'd have felt the control button and then zooming down the script would shrink it? Well, they put on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those of us who've done you it. Oh, I've had that That reminds me. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Splitter. Oh. No, no, you're just greedy and going, you know, you, you, you swing both ways these days, don't you? I do. I've already got a on to PC. PC. I'll recover it by tomorrow. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And anyway, um, yeah, we, we do we do notice that unfortunately the pop up chair that we nicked from the um, the, the galley and the canteen is, is a creaky one. I was sorry about like that. The apology officer. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there we go. No, that doesn't <laughs> actually have it. No, it doesn't actually have a seat on it. That's no, nice actually, chair. I, I've got a key in his back, and I'm <laughs> winding <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's either that or it's your hip from that time that the girl the girl guides attacked you and left that, you. You know, that wasn't his hip. I've WD-40'd that. I think we're yeah. okay. I'll that, that was his winky. And they, they might have been dressed as girl guides. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Steve, you gave me that phone number, remember? <laughs> oh, don't know, Norma. <laughs> the lesson to learn there is always pay when you go to Wonders. Yeah, never, <laughs> ever leave without paying. I mean, it doesn't matter how the service was. Yes. Just, just don't, yeah. <laughs> or what the service was. <laughs> Yeah, um, I tell you what, I'm just glancing over at the uh, the viewers viewing us live, and we, we've got loads of commanders in there, including some we, we don't recognise. Um, but we'll say hi to all the people in the studio here first, then we'll maybe give a few of you a little bit of a wave too. Um, alongside Rampage, we have the seamless, the very smooth Amelia. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm seamless. You are, you are seamless, yes. Not one seam to be seen anywhere. Not one seam. Nope. Those facelifts are tiny stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was very uncalled for. Um, but obviously, we're not allowed to talk about Tuesday anymore because apparently Tuesday yeah, it confuses people. But Tuesday was good. Yes, Tuesday was yes. good. You finally found your feet. Yeah, we, we, we did. And um, it's good fun. Yes, Tuesdays are playing games in the Hutton Games Room kind of evening as well with a, a, a few of the, the Hutton team. And uh, yeah, it's it's always enjoyable. But when you haven't been playing in the Hutton Games Room, have you been going for gold? Uh, no, I've been kind oh, well, of I've been kind of advertising and trying to convince all my friends to get the the free copy of the game. Uh, so anyone who hasn't got it, I've been game. You mean yes. the life. real life spaceship? <laughs> the game that is life. <laughs> 
Yeah, the game, the game that is real life in spaceships. Yes. Well, we we know there was a server burp earlier, a little bit of a server burp. So those of you that um, have been trying to go all epic uh, may have had a couple of blips. But I, we are faithfully reassured that the Pilots Federation are on it and trying to connect your your new epic account with space soon. Brackets trademark. Close brackets. Close yeah, brackets. close brackets. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there sounds like there were an awful lot of people trying to join join the galaxy and fly spaceships recently. An awful, awful lot of people. Which is no bad thing. No, no. Lots more people to teach all about the joys of mining and uh, exactly. the BGS. We might even keep a few of them as Hutton truckers if they're, if they're really funny. Uh, and if, yeah, well, why not? Only if they're very funny, though. They're going to be very, very funny. Well, that'll be a first for starters. <laughs> yes, exactly. We need some funny here on this show. Do you, do you um, mean funny, haha, or just funny, odd? Because funny, can I just odd, say yes. you can do. I'm, I'm just going to say yes, yes to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and near the near the seat that's that's uh, over there in the corner with Amelia, we've got the apology officer. Now, apology officer, the hanky thing. Are we, have we lost the apology officer? Going to need an apology for that. Mm. There's oh, yeah. another apology going on for the apology officer not apologising for the, the apology. The apology officer has completely has fallen down a small hole in the floor. Beaten up by the mouse somebody again. Tries, somebody, somebody tries to revive the apology officer. Um, quick, somebody, somebody call service, service people. Jumpstart the apology officer. Oh no, apology officer is completely gone. Well, dead meat, you're here. Hello, hello, <laughs> and, and and how are you this evening, sir? Oh, oh, yes, good. Now, yes, we had a we had a, a, a weirdness at work, um, which turned out not to be our fault. But it took a lot of. Time, was it was it a singularity, a black hole, a neutron star? Um, it, it, it was time travel. It was time travel by about two hours. Um, so two hours after fixing things for everybody else, we finally fixed it for somebody else. But that was their fault. But they were two hours behind for no apparent reason. Which was Are you fun. sure they're not just elsewhere in Europe or you know <clears throat> middle of the Atlantic? No, no, no. This is this was this is a British one. Um, all right, okay. And, and we we work on galactic time anyway, so it's all. But galactic time varies depending on where Hutton Orbital is at that particular point in time. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, yes those, so those, those little times with the Z on the end, we we, we use those. I, obviously, we, we're going to have to quiz you a little bit about things being out of control. I, we suspect the stuff being out of control in Hutton space might have something to do with going for gold too. I'm. Well, we can put a number of a number of reasons. I, I that's all you know, <laughs> not cause, listening. No causes, causes. Yes, I was going to say the the number one reason is not listening. <laughs> it, well, it, yeah. When we say don't stick your data there, and you do, it's not the data that's the issue. It's not listening. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously, when when we're doing the going for gold two thing, which Flossie's going to talk about later, and how we're doing in that, um, you uh, don't actually have to drop it in hut and space, do you? Uh, no, no. Go, go. Sorry, sorry, Flossie. Oh. Uh, I just um, somebody's just saying on squad chat that they can't hear the show anymore. Oh, somebody else said they can't hear it. So you can't hear it. Take their fingers <laughs> out of their ears. Well, Pillbox can hear it, but Fantastic Commander Fox can't. Fantastic Fox can't. Hang on a second. We're just going to ask everybody in the Twitch TV stream chat. Can you hear us? I mean, Litho Breaker's there. Uh, Rumpini's there. Yeah, type, type F to show your respects. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear stuff on How are they on attempting Twitch. to listen to us? That's the question. D pull the can until the string is much more taut. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Polko Took says, I can hear on Twitch. And Bograt says, yes. Pardon says, Chicks. Well done. <laughs> Techie Mr. B says, F. I'm not, not yes. speaking to Chicks. 
What, the F? No, Verloren says F as well. ManusXR3 says, yeah, okay, yes. So the answer right. is Twitch is working, so um, <clears throat> we, we may have to check with DJ Funky Norm. Uh, well, we, we can't because he's not there, actually. But we'll have to check with somebody whether we're coming out on the radio at all. No, can't hear us at all, says the FTM Cloud. No, there's, there's, uh, well just, uh, there's nothing coming up on the, on the radio. Just tried that. The radio? Yeah. Ah. Just tried the radio feed and silent? it's dead. Mm. It must have been all right before because Fantastic Mr. Fox said it should come with a health warning. So he was obviously hearing it <laughs> so, then. Yes. Well, I, I would message uh, Mr. Cow to try and um, poke the server, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure Mr. Cow is um, around at the moment. So uh, he said if he you're not listening, listening to this on the radio. He said he was listening through the browser. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that's that. We're going to have to wait for the podcast. Yeah, you will have to wait for the podcast. Well, I'm just, oh, you know, I'm oh, just sending an emergency, an emergency message to uh, to people um, to see whether we can bring that back into life. But um, so, uh, obviously, joining us in the studio, we, we've we've had Amelia, we've had the dead meat, we haven't got the apology officer because the apology officer vanished. I, I did find him, but and I dropped him again, and he fell through a crack. Right, okay. He's, he's very any, small. I suspect uh, Scotland uh, might have just fallen completely off the map. I'm reeling him back in slowly. Oh, exactly. right, okay. Um, hang on a second, I'm typing messages. Um, uh, yeah, it looks like Scotland has completely fallen off the map. That would explain, if, if it has, that would also explain why the radio's not working, because the uh, server that actually takes the sound from our stream and splits it is in Scotland, but then so is the streaming server, so that would make that a little awkward. <clears throat> anyway, uh, was Scotland ever actually... a? Real, though, says Falco. Yes, Scotland is a real place. We know that because the apology officers from the... Uh, no, actually, the apology officer must be a figment of our imagination. <laughs> that would be a relief. Me too. Anyway. Um, says. Yeah. So, so, yes, joining us, um, we have also got Flossie. Hello, Flossie. Hello. And have you been going for gold this week? I have, yes. Um... I, I've earned uh, about 80 million so far. And 80 million, which means you're, you're, you're above me somewhere in the list, aren't you? I do believe I am, yes. Oh, I don't know whether it will be for long. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so, you know, I mean, going for goals is going great, and you're going to be telling us about that during your, your section in a bit with your CC, CC, CGGs, lots of Cs and Gs. It's just, you know. Cs and Gs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the Cs, all the Gs. I'll have a G, please, Bob. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, we've got that coming up. And, of course, we've got the... I think we might have a Galnet Digest coming up and up to the very second Galnet Digest from um, Harry Balsack from, from Palantir. You've been uploading that one from Commander Wotherspoon, yes, haven't you? Yes, it arrived as we went live. So I've been um, printing it off, um, uh, crossing bits out, and then reading it back into a, to another recording, air-gapping it. Right. Oh, that's, that sounds sounds fine. Um, and, of course, uh, Amelia, we've got the Galnet Food Digest later. I mean, yep. this is a big one. This is a big it's, one, isn't it's it? It's very, very, very big. It's very intimidating, this Galnet Food Digest. Incredibly so. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, sort of on with the news about sort of what's been going on um, around the galaxy as well. Now, you may have heard from the start of the show, and you may have heard from the news article, and you may have heard from Flossie's bit, and you may have heard from Dead Meat's bit, and you're going to hear from further bits in the show that Commander Kinrain seems to be a little bit under the weather. He has gone bump in the night. So the the official update is our very good friend Baz from Special Effect, uh, Kid Rain, uh, unfortunately was taken rather poorly a couple of nights ago and was uh, rushed into hospital. Now, first thing to say, he's okay. 
he's been well looked after he's in no immediate danger and he is on the mend suffice to say though he has taken a railgun to the frameshift drive he has taken a beam laser to his bonds and everything else and he is needing all the tender ministrations that the nhs can give him at the moment so so sort of we at the moment are going to do two things number one we're going to say get well soon baz and number two is we're going to relentlessly take the mickey out of you for falling down going bump and ending up poorly i think that's fair isn't it i think that's a jolly good idea yes yes so yes unfortunately at the moment yeah he seems to have lost all of his all of his um uh hard points on the right side of his body so his gimbals aren't working his um flight assist is a bit iffy his rotational correction's gone a bit wonky as well um but um they are looking after him they're giving him all sorts of scans they've stuck the fss in his ear and they've and other places we won't mention that one and um they're checking him out to make sure he's not done you know too much damage to himself but um, we have had he wasn't carrying passengers, was he? Because they don't like it when you get scammed. Well, he was with the banter bus earlier in the evening. And obviously the commanders who were on the banter bus as well were, were, were dead worried about him. Um, suffice to say, we've been talking to the, the lovely Ali. Ali is tuned in this evening as well. Hello, Ali. Um, Ali has and um, his kids have been taking some very good care of him alongside the NHS. And they've been posting messages up for us um, you know, a couple of times a day about how he's doing. Um and yeah he's all right we send him lots and lots of love lots and lots of hugs and um maybe a punch in the arm for scaring the living daylights out of the rest of us is that a gentle one? punch yes which, which one well the one he can't feel would be the best one oh so that, that would be the kindest way <laughs> yeah i mean the, the right hand side's got not much sensation at the moment so we can sort of you know, give him a good tap on that side and say you silly sod you've scared us but um, yeah, he knows that we love him to bits, and there have been wonderful messages coming in through, you know, from from the community. We, we've heard from um, Arthromis, from from Paige, obviously from from Colo. We've we've heard from the Pilots Federation and Zach. We even heard from Ed Lewis. <gasps> Do you remember him, the Biscuit Boy? Yeah, he used to hang around these parts occasionally. You know, mm. I'm not commenting anyway, on the parts he used to hang around. Oh dear. Well, he, he, he sends his love as well. And um, we will be taking the Mickey out of Baz a little bit more. But obviously, the, I mean, a couple of hundred people have already sent in lovely messages. Um, we've been collating all the messages and sending them via Ali and um, Baz's Commander Kinrain's kids over to the hospital um, to keep him company, make him smile, um, make him put two fingers up at us, um, you know, practice all of those movements to get everything working again. Um, so we've been sending all your messages over to him. So if anybody does have any messages they want us to pass on to Baz of the get well soon variety or you silly sod, that kind of stuff, do send them in and we will pass them over to Ali. Oh, Ali has turned up in the Twitch chat channel as well. Um, but yes, so yeah, get well soon, Baz. Um, and we will be keeping everybody up to date with how he's doing because he's a, a much loved part of the community. And of course, it's our favourite, favourite trick when we talk about him on the show to make him cry a bit and feel all emotional by being lovely. So we're going to be mean about him this evening. <laughs> which will yep. also make him cry because he's just <laughs> which, which, that kind exactly. of like me happy tears sad tears that kind of thing you know yeah um but obviously obviously to this team at special effect as well uh you know having having one of your own and they're they're such a close crew having one of your own uh struck down like that is is terrible news the good news is of course that special effect have got just the right equipment to lend him a hand while he's getting better so that yeah, was that, that was some good, good planning news. yeah of course. <laughs> is, it, is this just so we get you a know, staff discount? Well, there are easier ways, Baz, <laughs> of getting to test out the new gear from Dr. Mick than actually having to need to use it yourself. You could have just asked nicely instead. But, you know, each to their own, each to their own. He, he let us try it when we went over, didn't he? 
Oh, yeah. Alongside the giant Lego Darth Vader, wasn't it? Yeah. We we didn't have to become poorly. It was... (laughs) No, no. So, um, so that, yeah, that, that's from the, the corner of the, the medical corner of Hutnobidl. I'm sure Nurse Wyeth is threatening him with, you know, the Wirewall and Dettol. Um, he wants to get to it first before everybody else. Um, we will keep you posted as to how Baz is doing. And if genuinely, if anybody wants us to pass on any messages, do, do send them over and we will pass them via Ali as well. Um, right. Other things going on in the galaxy. Um, well, there's a, there's a, there's a Gorgon's Lockdown. Why? Yeah. So earlier, earlier this year, um, well, they're not fantastic books. They're fantastic. What they they're fantastic games. Or there's another division anyway. Um, fantastic, fantastic. Dan um, launched a Kickstarter for uh, a game called the Gorgon's Lock, and he nearly got to his target. But they've revamped a few things and relaunching it. And so the Gorgon's Lock Take Two is being launched at the start of December, which is. Right. Again, uh, it's a uh, easy to learn, hard to master tabletop dungeon crawler for the whole family. There you go. It's a lot easier when you've got the words in front of you, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So yeah. I, I cunningly, I cunningly wrote them on the screen in front of me. Um, so they are going to be going live. They're getting people to sign up at the moment for notifications for when it goes live. Obviously, you know, as with anybody else in the community who's launching launching fun projects, we wish Fantastic Dan very well and uh, hope it goes well uh, we will yeah. put up a link in the chat actually i'm just doing it now actually there we go it is uh whoa crikey no do you know when when you copy one of these things off um you know your facebook's that sort of stuff or oh, you, you say the, copy you the, and then, then it inserts a million words yes ug- yeah. ugly links <laughs> yeah anyway uh, it's inserted a million links but we will we will put up a very shortly a, a link to such things when, when i can find them as well um so that you can go and join it but if you go to kickstarter when it starts at the start of the month i, I really ought to do it justice by getting the right link so somebody somebody talk while i'm looking this one up Shh, quick sing or something somebody sing a song no. i still can't find the i still can't find the apology up i'm trying now well, uh, and uh, no. we also heard from norm here that norm can't join team speak either so, uh, so the I, whole of Scotland. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I'm afraid Scotland has moved on to tier eight lockdown, where none of its electrons are allowed out. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, 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 I think she. I think uh, Sturgeon's towed it out into the middle of the sea. <laughs> oh, I've got the link, and actually, thanks, Dead Meat. Well, you've got two choices now. You've got bit.ly slash join the Gorgon slot with lots of capital letters or bit.ly slash TG, capital T, capital G, capital L. Oh, no, ignore, ignore mine. That was the old one. That was the, the old the one. Search okay. engine the new one is bit.ly forward slash capital T, capital G, capital L relaunch for information on the relaunch of the Gorgon's lock. There's that. And um, well, what, what else, what else have we missed this week that we're supposed to have been talking about quick cover for me? Oh yes. Commander chicks. Oh yeah. Now, you know, Hutton truckers, we're, we're getting out there, million here, million there, 10 million here, 10 million there. Maybe the odd person had a bit of a good day, 100 million, and then chicks turned up. And yeah. how about the, I mean, if you were to write it out in numbers, we're talking... You're saying with nine zeros after it, weren't you, Sean? Of them, yes, a whole nine of them. The guess, because see, I rem- I'm old enough to remember when a billion in England was a million million. That was a real one. It still is. It, it is, but then certain people, uh, the other side of the Atlantic, found that they couldn't count that far, or they wanted to make everything look bigger. Well, you, so, you sound so, richer when you make it smaller. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. 
So they uh, they we uh, there was Harold Harold Wilson announced that this country would be using the American billion just because it confused people when they, when we talked to them. Well, we are kind like that. Yes, it's still it's still a really 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 big number though. Obviously, you know, Flossie's going to tell us exactly how many billion billion billions it's going to be. But uh, um, yeah. it is going up by <laughs> the minute. Is it, I mean, is, is Chicks, Chicks, I, mean, I know Chicks is in chat, but I'm, Chicks, are you finished yet? Or, my goodness, are you single-handedly putting us in top? And and then some, you know? We have to find out from Chicks whether People that's it or this. Because it's Chicks. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, it, 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 well, the, I mean, it's been a really great effort by everybody. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> keep clicking. <laughs> Instructions of Commander Bam, keep clicking. Just keep clicking. Yes. We know there are other explorers out there as well, helping, hoping to help us out. We've got these patches. We've got 10 of the patches for the top 10. I'm pretty sure at the moment that Chicks is very likely to be in the top 10. I might be Chicks is likely to be all of the top 10. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I, I think... It's going... I think Commander Chicks saw the way I write boobs and decided to do the same with zeros. Yeah, and, and Commander Palantir has posted a link to the going for gold graph at the moment, which is flat, 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 huge lump. No comment. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Well done. Thank you very much, Commander Chicks. Now we've got the rest of the show coming up. I'm just checking with Commander Palantir. Have we got all the downloads we're supposed to have? Oh, have we lost, have we lost Palantir as well as Scott? Oh, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I've got everything ready except my microphone, obviously. <laughs> Oh, right, okay. <laughs> no, no, I like okay, it. So People prefer it if I talk to myself. I just... <clears throat> Go on, then. Oh, Scotland, Scotland might appear to be back. Scotland's temporarily back, possibly. We shall see. Um, anyway, I'm going to hand over to Amelia to introduce the next bit and then to Commander Wotherspoon and other people. You get the idea. Um, so, for the time being, sit back and enjoy this. Amelia, take it away. There was time when you could be sure that just about everyone you spoke to would know about the Gnosis, a science research vessel controlled by Canon Research that was commissioned in May 3303. A vessel capable of up to 500 light years in a single jump was a thing of wonder back then, and its maiden voyage in September 3303 was widely followed. In 3304, it brought the now infamous event of an attempt to break into a previously permit-locked area of space, the Cone Sector, only to be waylaid by Thargoids, and consequently never to reach its intended target. I keep looking over my shoulder in case Commander Weatherspoon or Beetlejude come in and complain about me muscling in on their territory. Um, well, they're on next, so they're just outside the door. The Gnosis was repaired and spent the next couple of years moving from place to place, investigating many phenomena. But the introduction of fleet carriers with their speedy and easy to fuel drives in 3306 sounded the death knell for the gallant ship, at least in its existing incarnation. Which brings me in a roundabout way to the present and a small video sent to us by Commanders LCU, No Fool Like One, and Cat V, a piece of advertising for the new life of the Gnosis as an upper-class tourist bus. Details of its itinerary are at canon.science forward slash codex forward slash the hyphen gnosis forward slash. And right now, 
it should be at hip 17862 to visit Thargoid stuff. Here we go with the unique style of LCU No Feel Like One and the unique talent of Commander Cat V. Then Commanders Wotherspoon and Bealjude will attempt to follow that with their own death-defying high-wire news-juggling act. Galnet News Digest, 19th of November, 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news roundup, NMLA attacks Federal Starport. The latest starports. Pitchforks and tortures. The Alliance moves the goalposts. NMLA attacks Federal Starport. The Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army today attacked a federal starport, apparently as retribution for the return of nine NMLA terrorists to the Empire. Kepler orbital in the Atropos system has been severely damaged and there have clearly been many casualties, including the nine NMLA terrorists that the Federation arrested yesterday. An evacuation effort has been started and although the level of damage is still being assessed, it seems likely that the station will be repairable. This latest atrocity follows the Federation's admission of hundreds of thousands of Marlinist refugees into its border systems. Just last night, Federal Vice President Brad Mitchell warned against the security threat this was causing and he vowed to send nine identified NMLA terrorists back to the Empire for interrogation. The ruling Republican Party has lost significant support in recent weeks following revelations about the destruction of Starship One. And it was this that allowed Shadow President Felicia Winters to win a congressional vote allowing Marlinist asylum seekers to remain in federal systems after they fled from a brutal crackdown by the Imperial Internal Security Service. (laughs) Opinions are divided in the Federation about whether the peaceful pro-Republican Marlinists should be permitted to remain. The infrastructure of several of the border systems remains under severe strain from having to cope with so many refugees. Refugee leaders have stressed that they in no way associate themselves with the terrorist activities of the NMLA. The latest starports. The Alliance Defence Force has apologised to commanders for the late arrival of its new starports in the Corsac Nebula. Four new starports are now expected to be in position on the 26th of November after feature creep caused by massive investment from commanders delivering materials delayed the release. The stations will now have technology brokers, material traders, specialised shipyards and fleet carrier administration, as well as all the usual facilities. They will also have a lovely Alliance-themed paint job. There is as yet no word from the Thargoids about what they plan to do to welcome the Alliance to their new home, but the Alliance might like to bear in mind which eight-limbed advanced lifeform invented caustic weaponry in the first place, before they get too proud about their shiny new starports. Tharg the Mighty never forgets. Pitchforks and Torches 
The Pilots Federation has said that it expects to see pitchforks and torches outside its headquarters building after announcing that it would no longer be supporting retail price maintenance for mined commodities. It is believed that some commodities, such as those mined from the cores of asteroids, may see increased demand, while more easily mined commodities, such as painite, may fall significantly in value. Changes are also anticipated for combat bonds and bounties, and for conflict zones, with the Pilots' Federation acknowledging that they are not always rewarding fairly for the risk incurred by those commanders. While acknowledging that some miners may get annoyed about these changes, the Pilots' Federation would like us to remember that these changes are being made for the long-term benefit of the galactic economy, and you really don't need 20 billion credits in your Bank of Zayant's account, unless you are Commander Scroogey McScroogeface. The Alliance moves the goalposts. Having proclaimed that they'd make the enhanced frameshift drive available to only the top 25% of participants assisting the Alliance expansion into the Corsac Nebula, the top brass in the Alliance has caved in to pressure and made the reward available to those who came within the top 75%. This means that the fast boot long-range size 5A frameshift drive has been granted to around 5,000 commanders and makes those of us who didn't bother participating because we knew we could get into the top 25%, just a tiny, tiny, little bit salty. The drive can achieve roughly six light years better range than the current top-of-the-range engineered drives, as well as being able to recover from Grom bombs, very nearly allowing the Crate Phantom, which is actually a fun ship to fly, to knock the arthritic oil tanker that is the Falcon de Fartworthy Anaconda off the top place. Earlier in the week, Pilots' Federation representatives revealed that they were unaware that the work to expand the Alliance had completed several days earlier, and that they actually had no idea what the double-engineered frameshift drive was capable of. But they have announced that most paint jobs will be sold at 70% of list price for the next two weeks as we welcome in a whole slew of new commanders who are proudly wearing their I'm Epic badges. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Has anyone mentioned that Elite Dangerous is free on the Epic Game Store this week? Thank you very much, Commander Beetlejuice and Commander Wotherspoon. Do you know, I hadn't heard about the free Epic Games Store. Did you lot know about the free Elite on Epic Games Store this week? I didn't know there was an Epic Games Store. Yes. What, what about you, Rampage? It's downloaded. It's, it's downloaded. downloaded. Yeah. What do you mean, more down. more clones? Mm, potentially more clones. I have a do you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known from looking at all the elite dangerous groups and elite dangerous communities and everything online that you know there was a there was a free <laughs> offer on the Epic Game Store this week. I, I, I don't think I've seen any posts to that effect, have I? I, I Rampage needs to be careful because his last clone ended up looking like Marty Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with looking like Marty Feldman if that was your objective in the first place. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was an unfortunate no, and, accident. And a, and of course, as per the news article earlier, there's also a free voice pack to go with your free commander. Free is a big word this week. 
Lots of Kate. Kate one. I need to work Kate, out how that works. Yeah, but, but voice packs of voice mm. packs have chucked out the the Kate pack voice by case. Kate Russell for free for the same time that Elite is free on the Epic Game Store as well. I think the next week is it, or until the 29th? It's, it's a week. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. week there. Um, so, so if you haven't played around with some of those, then feel free to go and play around with one of those. And, and Kate is free. It says it's £14.99 penny in the store, but when you go to the page, it says, here's a top secret code. Is and it then boot? you can use that. Yeah, it's not. No, no, it's complicated with many letters in it. Um, right, well, to, thank you very much for that one. Galnet News Digest on point with the pitchforks, as usual. Pitchforks and flaming torches. The, the best bit is the Pilots Federation actually predicting pitchforks and flaming torches, <laughs> but then saying, actually, we still need to do it. So bring it on. I to think be honest, was, they uh, could have predicted pitchforks and torches any time they did anything. Yeah. But I think I, th I think there was definitely uh, Arf there. Um, mm. Arthur told me, it was basically saying, yeah, but bring it on because we're doing it and it's all Galnet's fault anyway. So uh, next, next up. And as he's here in the studio, it's appropriate because we do have a potted biography of Willie B. Hardigan. And then it's over to Flossie with the CG and CC, CCGG and CGGGC, GG's news. <laughs> Soon. It's time for a quick peek behind the curtain. A series showing the lives of our radio crew when they're away from Studio 5. This time it's Libby Hardigan. Willie has spent most of his adult life trying to untangle himself from his privileged upbringing as a minor royal, 135th in line to the throne, but he doesn't like to talk about it. And he has spent many hours with a language course entitled Learn Thyself Up Northern. In a vain attempt to disguise the accent imprinted upon him during all those years at Eton. His progress has been so poor that he has to use phrases such as That big white thing with taps that you can wash yourself in. Lest his loose fowls betray him when saying bath. Bugger. It's Willie by name and Willie by nature as experimental surgery on his groin has enabled him to lift heavy items using just that part of his body, leaving his hands free to wave about in a mostly aimless pastime that looks for all intents and purposes like someone trying to make shadow puppets without realising that they'd forgotten to bring a light, or a screen, or an audience. Willie Biardigan can most often be found wandering Yorkshire Moors, near Ilkley, and he insists on doing it without hat despite our concerns regarding his health. We are concerned that this can only end one way, but on the plus side, we are looking forward to Peking Duck in the near future. If this last part makes no sense to you, go and speak to a Yorkshireman. Not Willie Biardigan, of course. I mean, a real one.
week's CCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCC
Our second community created community goal started this week as well. Nurse Wyeth has launched an appeal to assist the banter bus and Commander Kinrain with their repairs. An open order has been placed for advanced medicines, nanomeds, really good drugs, walking frames, a walking shower, a voice synthesizer, some of those handles your granny put everywhere to stop her going bump in the night, a book of bad jokes, and one of those shoehorns on a long stick that Grandpa used to use to put his slippers on. They should be delivered to the medical wing, Curie Gate, Hillpachsai. Hutton mugs can also be delivered to Curie Gateway, just in case there's a mods outbreak and someone else comes over with falling down. The appeal also asks for love, hugs and best wishes to be sent via CG reporter Ali but she will also be accepting jokes at Kinrain's expense, gentle ribbing to pass on to him, and of course, just about anything that gets him to exercise his middle finger in response to our efforts. The appeal will finish when Kinrain's finally allowed home, or catches up with us all and gives us a good kicking for being rude. Elsewhere, there's also a station burning following a terrorist attack so there will also be passenger rescues there. Hopefully next week there will be another CG or two to join. And that's this week's CG News. Blossy told you what to do. Thank you to Flossie. And we're getting ready to hand over to the apology officer for this week's nightmare that is the Hutton Sports Report. But just before we subject our hindbrains to the images that will be conjured, it's part two of Commander Chicks's tips on exploration to help those of us who are trying to make the most of our time in the black to help Hutton with going for gold too. Hello again, truckers. It's time for the second part of Exploration. Tips and tricks with me, Commander Chicks. Last week, we looked at ships and where to go. This week, I'm going to talk about which systems and planets yield the most exploration credits. But always remember to enjoy the view. Have you been missing out on 70% of your exploration cash? Do you want to know how to earn up to 20 million credits an hour by just simply exploring? Well, just keep listening for the next few minutes and follow these simple tips for exploration excess. It's more likely that you'll find high value planets, and more on those in a moment, around the Goldilocks stars. By this I mean those stars that aren't too hot, nor are they too cold, but just like the porridge from that childhood story of housebreaking and brazen theft are just about right. This isn't to say that you'll never find an Earth-like around a neutron star. You will. It's just that it's much less likely, and this, after all, is an exercise of probabilities. Class B and O stars in typical starlet fashion are too young, too hot, and hence too disappointing, so don't bother with them. The Goldilocks stars are classes F, G, and K so it's best to stick to these classes if you're after exploration credits. Our own sun is a G-type star, G2V to be precise, and its spawn does, but it isn't all bad. An extra bonus from sticking to these three star types is that they are all fuel scoopable. Set your star class filter in the galaxy map, the fourth tab, to any combination of F, G and K, and never worry again about running out of fuel, no matter how far you meander into the black. It's time to cut up your fuel rat loyalty card. If you find that there are too many systems in your GAL map, 
change your filter to F and G or even just F types for the highest probability of finding those valuable planets. So let's talk about high value planets. Well, it's easy, isn't it? It's all about probing the anal region. I beg your pardon, I hear you say. Well, I don't know who put the anal into analysis, but on the full spectrum scanner, the highest value planets sit in the middle of the scanner, just above the anal of the word analysis. But, and it's a big but, whilst you'll find shiny blue balls are fine, there are much better ways to financial gratification. The key to loads of money is whether the body is terraformable. What does terraformable mean? Well, it means climate change, but in a good way. So let's leave behind the bomb jokes and <clears throat> crackle. Once you have completed your full spectrum scan, look in the system map at all those stars and planets. Open the second tab. Yes, that one. The one that looks like a list. Hover the circular search cursor over the planet. And if you see the words candidate for terraforming in the left-hand description, you're in the money. But it's just a poxy, boring, high-metal content planet, you might think. Um, yeah, that's the point. Where there's rock, there's brass, or something like that. In the system map, make a mental note of which planets are terraformable, head off to map them, and just ignore the rest. Whilst it might be true that Earth-like worlds are the holy grail of exploration, they are extraordinarily rare. Finding one might give you a smug, warm, fuzzy feeling about the new horizons and the continued existence of the human race, if, of course, you think that's a good thing, but it doesn't bring home the bacon. And if most truckers can agree on one thing, it's that bacon is a good thing. On average, as you go about your exploration business, you'll find 12 water worlds for each Earth-like, and you'll have found one, um, and a bit, ammonia worlds for every Earth-like too. Typical base values for Earth-likes are 2.4 million credits and 1.8 for water worlds. But here's the shocker. You'll have found over 200 high metal contact worlds for each Earth-like. Whilst most of them are just rocks, a good proportion of these planets are terraformable and they are worth up to one and a half million credits each. So what does all this quantity over quality mean? Well, put simply, 70% of your exploration cash will come from high metal content planets, 25% from water worlds, but due to their rarity, only 3% from Earth-likes and a paltry 2% from ammonia worlds. Following this method will make you an average of around 20 million credits an hour and around one and a half million credits per jump on average. Have you really been ignoring 70% of your exploration cash? If you found that you were now nodding, groaning in lament and hearing the slow metallic tinkle of a dropping penny, leave forward in your flight seat and bang your head on your display scanner now. No, harder than that. No, 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 much harder. That's it. Well done. Now wipe the blood off the scanner. Next week, listening with me, Commander Chicks, to hear about exploration bonuses, how they boost your credits with no extra effort, and discover fun and interesting ways to die in space and lose all your data. For the mark. Oh dear, I was taking notes in that one. I was definitely taking notes in that one. I'm out exploring at the moment, and I'm, I, I, I got the star types. <coughs> I knew about the, um, the rude bit for finding the, the good ones. But yeah, there there are some there are definitely some good tips there. And judging by the amount that's dropped recently by Commander Chicks, this is this is gold dust. I mean, this is gold on your dashboard dust. But um, anyway, you know what? Sorry, Amelia, but I can feel the lure of mining paling into insignificance. It's the black 
for me from now on. And talking of paling into in, in, <clears throat> talking of putting my teeth back in, talking of paling into ins, insignificance, it's the apology officer standing on a box. That's not the best way to wear one if you're playing cricket, surely. How dare you? Well, we're back again with another Hutton Sports Report, bringing you the very best of the lesser reported sports from in and around the Milky Way. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a sausage roll-scented magic tree for your cockpit. This week, we report on the Going for Gold 2 Henry Kelly Trophy, the Flying with No Shield so I could fit in more bog roll invitational, the on a mission from Dog, Shield, the Mace him in the face and kick him in the nuts, Cup Winners Cup, the Guns of Navarone, Lead Hose Trophy, the If I Flush the Airlocks, I Could Sell This Lot as Animal Meat Challenge, and the Baz Floyd, I Can Walk About on a 10G World Challenge. The Going for Gold 2 Henry Kelly Trophy was narrowly won by Zabadian, who beat Comet Bond by a nose. The Flying with no shield so I could fit in more bog roll invitational, Daenerys romped home, leaving Sephran at the self-service checkout explaining to himself to Morag, who's in charge of the checkouts and on her fifth shift in a row, and who is just looking for an excuse. The on a mission from Dog Shield saw Bograt storm ahead of the competition to secure the win. The Oh, guess who won the mace him in the face and kick him in the nuts cup winner's cup? Yep, it was Alex Zuno. Again, the Guns of Navarone Leto's trophy was comprehensively won by Kuroi Kitsumi, despite excellent efforts by Protomaniac and Shattermage, which on any other week would have been enough to secure the much-coveted trophy. The If I Could Flush the Airlocks, I Could Sell This Lot as Animal Meat Challenge was rained off. The Baz Floyd I Can Walk About on a 10G World Challenge has been called off after Baz fell over a bit and couldn't get up. So, collect £200 when you pass goal, don't roll under open-ended, and the first one to Mornington Crescent wins, unless to use Smirloff's Gambit. This week's scores are... Can rain nil, the floor, one. Zabadian. 54 Comet Bond 52 Danny Eros 81 Sefran 59 Bograt 828 Megabomtastic 184 Alex Zuno 325 Verlaran 80 Karoi Kitsumi 179 Protomaniac 99 Hojo the Fool 224 Protomaniac 61 Burnley 9 Everton 1 Wolf 359 Wanderers 2 Trepin Terriers 2 Flying Monkeys 4 Oompa Loompas 1 Decals this week go to Daenerys. Please email itookpart at huttonorbital.com 
to get your decal kit. Right, so Hut and Run. Well, I could have walked to Hutton faster than this week's three entries, so no challengers for Brett Riverboat's record. Actually, I think one of them might have flown the whole way in reverse, but one of his mates standing at Hutton, waving him in. These scores make you snort and laugh loudly with disdain. Do you want to show these winners how it's done? Right, well you can. Just go to hot.forthemug.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper. Fabulous prizes to be won. Well, prizes to be won. Well, a Hutton decal can be yours. How cool is that? Let's face it, anything has to be better than trying to do a ski jump from the back of the couch again. Remember what happened last time? Thank you, I think, apology officer. I think I understood that, but just in case, does anyone have any paracetamol? We're going to have a short commercial break now, and then you can all sit back, relax, and be glad it's not you having to do what Amelia does. She does it for you and for the Galnet Food Digest. Have you ever noticed that the elite all sound like Brits? Maybe we just sound right. Thank you, Mary. We're more focused. More precise. Always one light year ahead. With a certain style, an eye for detail. And we're obsessed by power. A stiff upper lip is key. And we all drive Ferdelances. Oh yes, it's good to be bad. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Gullnet Food Digest. I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods, so you don't have to. Tonight, we've taken the Galnet food ship over to HIP 41181 for a truly spectacular experience. We've joined a team in the clouds of the terraformable ammonia world over 500,000 light seconds away from the jump-in point. Our rare is sold at Adderson Station. But there are twin planets nearby, an Earth-like and a terraformable ammonia planet. Our food this week usually isn't found on the habitable world, but rather on its rather less hospitable neighbour. Yes, it has seas and clouds and land masses, but with an atmosphere containing a huge amount of ammonia, it's not suitable for human habitation yet. Amongst the swirling clouds, the hip protosquid can be found. Not a genetic relative of the giant squid of Earth, Convergent evolution has delivered something that, to all intents and purposes, could be a close cousin. We're hovering 20,000 leagues above the sea, aboard a hunting vessel. Disturbingly, this thing isn't just 
protected against the corrosive atmosphere, but armoured and armed to the teeth. As we drift through the clouds, a call comes from the lookout, and we all turn to see our prey. Rising from the clouds is the stuff of nightmares. A leviathan with tentacles as long as an anaconda, a body as large as a cutter, and eyes bigger than your starter sidewinder. The hip proto-squid is enormous. It's not entirely smooth. The older squid often sport bearded growths, and what's more, it's groovy. Lines along its body are visible even from a distance. It inflates and deflates itself to rise or drop in the atmosphere. At the base of the tentacles, there is a beak that's more than capable of shearing whole vessels in two. And it's hungry. As the captain calls for a red alert, the harpoons swivel on their gimbals and the battle begins. At the end of it, humanity wins. But only just. We've caught one of these monsters and it's lashed to our hull, ready to be taken to a waiting Type 9 for processing. The squid are only ever caught the traditional way, by small crews brave enough to look them in their habitation dome-sized eyes. The squid isn't just dangerous when alive. Enveloping ships and dragging them to their doom in the seas below, everything about them is dangerous. Their excrement is riddled with ammonia, and as with all good fertilizers, it's highly explosive. Protosquid droppings have caused the land masses on this planet to be pockmarked with craters. The average temperature on the planet is over 120 degrees Celsius, meaning that the squid itself is highly combustible and explosive. Energy weapons are banned as is anything more dangerous than a harpoon. Once, har once harvested, the hip squid is processed and swiftly served to waiting rare hunters. It's not cooked, that would be dangerous, but instead shredded and served as a suvichi. Like its earthly cousin, it's slightly rubbery, takes some chewing and the flavor is surprisingly delicate served with a slice of lemon and a little garlic butter, it's a delightful flavour. One mature squid is enough to feed whole villages. The waste products keep the farms on the nearby Earth-like fertilised for years. This rare isn't just dangerous, it's deadly, and the squid are hard to hunt and exceedingly rare. They are spacefaring and make their way to the Earth-like nearby to breed, spawning in the warm waters of the tropics, before making their way back to the ammonia world. Space lanes are plagued by hungry, immature proto-squid, who will as soon as eat you and your ship as, as pass peacefully. The sight of these beasts is possibly more impressive than their flavour. Gargantuan and terrifying. But for the gourmet, they're a welcome diversion from the more mundane foods in the galaxy. I'm Amelia Hawke, and I'm off to read some Jules Verne. There's a sincere chance that he might have visited other worlds before anyone else. And if he didn't, I'm hunting through his writings to see if there are as of yet more undiscovered wonders out there. I've nearly been eaten by a giant squid, so you don't have to.
Thank you very much, Amelia. Those things sound dangerous. I have never seen anything so big. I mean, I mean you know, it, you go exploring, you see mollusks and everything, but they're tiny in comparison. I mean, the, the, these things, I mean, obviously they, they live in the atmosphere of this, this ammonia world, sort of drifting through the clouds with their sort of tentacles out there. I mean, goodness knows what they actually catch and eat. I mean, apart from, you know, you and your ship. Um, that I'd hate to see what their prey is. I mean, you know, they just stuff themselves with their tentacles and whatever else. But they, I mean, imagine you're, you're just flying through the atmosphere once we get access to these kind of things, and this beast comes out of a cloud, you know, an eye the size of a sidewinder. It's uh, it's both amazing and terrifying. I mean, there are reports that obviously, I mean, there's a lot of protest over over the hunting of these things, you know, sentient creatures and and all sorts. There's a bit of controversy over it. Um, but I mean, that tends not to stop humanity. I mean, if if we can poke it with a stick, cook it, and eat it, we usually try at some point. Well, you know, if you kill something, just be damn sure you're going to eat it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's there's an ethical side to these things, but I mean, I, just these tentacles coming out of the clouds and grabbing your ship and coming towards this giant beak. I mean, I mean, this is the stuff of like sci-fi nightmares, isn't it? Sci-fi legends as well. Yeah. And of course, those of you that have read it, I mean, Jules Verne got it really, really right. I mean, as a literary man, you know, Palantir, mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen the illustrations, haven't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and I do remember reading the, the story. I mean, Nemo was the nothing. first edition when it first yes. came out. Yeah. No, yes, well, I helped him write it, obviously. <laughs> yes. Oh. And Nemo was nothing like he was in the, in the films. He was nothing like James Mason, put it that way. <clears throat> Oh, I no. thought James Mason did a grand turn as Nemo, but I mean, obviously, it is your, your big, your classic Ahab, um, you know, big white whale from uh, Legend as well. You know, hunt, hunting down that one, that that super giant squid. I've heard that there are super giant ones as well, big mother squids. Kraken. Oh, I mean, it is. It's the origin of legends like the Kraken. Mm, they are very good. They taste nice. <laughs> no, look, not a Kraken. <laughs> oh, cracking squid grommet! But I mean, Amelia, I mean, you took your life into your own hands on that one. I mean, that, that's 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 as close as you want to come to being devoured by a, a giant beast anywhere out in space. I mean, the thing is, these these you're saying about the only these um, mollusks and all sorts when you're exploring, those are fairly harmless, aren't they? Um, I've never met a dangerous one yet. Uh... You sort of boop them with the nose of your spaceship and they wiggle a bit and that's about and, it. And they're it? and they're tiny. You know, they're yeah. they're absolutely minuscule in comparison. Well, you say tiny, actually. If you do the sums, they're quite big. They're the size of a large house. But yeah, compared in, to a squid. In comparison. <clears throat> yeah. I mean these things I mean they've got to measure sort of bigger than a Thargoid. Yeah. Doing the sums on it. Ooh, could you could one eat a Thargoid? Well, I'm would sure else. Elsie, you know, full like insert number here has has probably tried at some point. Now, I, I think there is a little bit of controversy over the naming of the various LCU clones. There was a bit of confusion. Uh, I understand that Atrus fifty sixty and LCU know full like one are having a bit of a discussion at the moment about which one's nine. But uh, apparently, the LCU know full like one is over on the Canon Discord. So I, I have no idea. The clones everywhere, a bit like a hanky. Number hanky eleven. Number eleven is the uh, Scottish one. It's the Scottish one. But number six could be nine standing that, on his head. Yeah, it could be. Uh, don't they have a dot under them? Yeah, but that'll wipe up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we do understand that Scotland completely fell off the internet earlier in the show. My bad Scotland, Scotland fell off the internet earlier in the show. <laughs> yes. So, Just as so I was we, saying hello. 
Yeah, we lost the apology officer. We lost DJ DJ Normsky. Uh, we lost the radio feed. Uh, Cal fell overboard at some point and had to be rescued by Rubber Ring. Um, but yes, it sounds like Scotland's back now. This bit is. This this little bit is your, your little see, corner. I can Scotland. see lights on in the street, so it's a good sign. So, what's everybody going to be up to next week? Well, obviously, before we round out the end of the show, um, Flossie, are you CG, CC, CC, CGing it up this week, or what? What are you up to? Or rescuing people? Or no, now she's now not going to tell us. No, the country's <laughs> fallen off the internet. Hey, I am. Um, <laughs> oh, you're back. We oh, thought you'd not... fallen in the sea as well. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I've just got. I've got one keyboard and two computers. And that's switched between them. <laughs> uh, Dead no. meat knows a video like that one, but it's got mugs <laughs> in it. Oh, don't be um, rude. Obviously, we're expecting a lot of new commanders this week, so I will be doing some field racking, I think. Uh, I might get my newbie area one out, just the just uh, cobwebs off the um, whatever ship I have in there, hauler, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're going to be taking some of the advice from Commander Chicks as well as, as to how yeah, to find the, the high value stuff? I'm, at the moment, I'm in a system, and I've tried to only... To, Find the um, high metal content ones on the on the map, so it's <laughs> it's difficult to just find them. Yeah, I, I keep finding high metal content, but obviously you then have to go to the screen to look for terraformable candidate, and yeah. like, you know, is, is it now, quicker just to just to honk the thing and then probe it, or is it you know? Do you? Oh, I, I don't know. Well, well, you have to use the FSS scanner, oh, yeah, don't yeah. you? Actually, identify it first. Well, I can yeah. identify it by the the shape of the thingies. Um, Oh, you know heavy metal when you see it, Flossie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I found a couple which I accidentally picked up in the uh, FSS, which are actually rocky bodies, and they are also candidates for terraforming. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh. So I'm just wondering if that's worth, if they're worth... Well, if you were using... <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, the elite EDMC... Um, you might be able to go to EDSM. Lots of acronyms here, and it will it will tell you the approximate value of what you've just recently scanned as well if you tie them up. So mm. there are loads of tools out there, and it's worth mentioning that a, lo a lot of people are putting a lot of effort into some of these third-party tools. We know Intarius Fusion and all the logging for the Hutton Helper is absolutely invaluable, but there are loads of other people out there. I mean, for the guys and girls that write things like Inara and the EDSM staff and the edmc there are some wonderful tools out there and for for the new commanders as well who are just joining us via the the epic stuff they've got this whole world of you know handy hints and tools to to explore but only hot and helper yeah. comes with a sausage roll scented magic tree for your cockpit and the iron <laughs> well, brew. Don't, <laughs> don't forget the iron brew and uh, yeah iron Ooh, brew yeah iron brew iron brew diet yeah, or in... full fat yeah, made in Scotland okay. from, from internet cables. From girders. Girders, yes, from internet cables you just dug up. Um, well, we, we, we are currently up to a total on the Going for Gold 2, 77.696 billion. Oh, Tiki, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's on, on the up, but of course, you know... It doesn't mean stop, by the way, because I, somebody's bound to spot that we've done this and try and beat us. So just, can I just you say don't that the, the Xbox uh, squadron is uh, lacking behind a wee bit on that one? <laughs> well, that's the total for everybody. 77.696 billion ah. is, is an everyone total of all exploration data dropped, some of which is PC, some is Xbox, some is PS4. Mm-hmm. 
Obviously, 72 billion of that is chicks yeah. on PC. So <laughs> yeah, make sure. Um, but if I, if I go through a sort of the top the top few names on the list, well, well, bit of a bit of a you know top ten rundown at the moment. You can you can claim some of these. So at the moment in the lead is Chicks with seventy two point seven two three billion credits. Obviously, one, yeah, <laughs> one credit is half a point. So that yeah, half that for how many points we get on the squadron thing. Second place, and it's close, is only two billion credits by Montgomery oh. Python. Then That's we have a, Suavus. Well, it's two and 72. It's only one digit different. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> one decimal place. That's a tiny difference. Um, Suavus on 600 million. Duckface on 270 million. Whispering Dave on 260 million. Who, what, okay, 191. Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Jinx Effect. Marco, 2612. Hello. <laughs> is, that our, is that our first Xbox commander? Uh, yes. It's the only one I recognize so far. And then rounding out the top 10, we've got Mega Boomtastic. Mega Boomtastic. On 108 million. Now, we reckoned we needed 200 commanders on 100 million each, which has been done by chicks all on the Don't need that. Yeah, don't need that anymore. <laughs> um, we've, got, we've got people like the Drunk Russian, Original Bastard, Flossy 2, Thomas and Chewbacca, Penarchist. And in fact, we've now had submissions by 59 separate commanders, including Commander Mr. Venezia, who's got the grand total of zero. Excellent. He's, he's, that doesn't doing, his, mean, doing his bit then. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean Mr. Venezia has done nothing. What it means is Mr. Venezia has done something, but they, unfortunately the cartographics guys have only credited him with zero credits, which I suspect might be an asteroid. Yeah, or half a system. Or a bit yeah, of an asteroid. So Mr. Venezia has handed in some data and they decided it was so rubbish that it was worth naught credits. Rampage 737, I do notice that you're on 1.236 million. Ooh, cool. Is that a PC rampage there, or is that that's an PC rampage? It's got an underscore for the PC. Twenty seven three seven CSCs. Yeah, but I mean, lots of regular names in there as well. So it sounds like it's going great guns. We do need more, and we've got until the seventh of January, I think it is, Flossy. Yep. Uh, I think that was it. Yeah. Which is shortly after the muggies. Well, see, there are there are right. other things as well. Like um, Commander Shoreside Customs is out there gathering data at the moment, but he's not cashed yeah. any in. So that this is this is a lot of because, potential. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's so much time between now and the deadline as well. There are a lot of people out there just getting as much as they can to drop it in the last couple of days. So we've got our fingers crossed that the numbers will jump up in the last week of the competition. That doesn't mean don't hand things in. You know, keep going, keep handing stuff in. And, um, yeah, we will hopefully get this one in the bag if nobody spots what we're doing. Yeah, Don't the kind of people who are distant worlds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, you just broadcast yell... it on the internet. Yeah, stop the count now. We win. Stop the no, count. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, in terms of things going on, we do have the muggies, which I think are still open for nominations. I believe so. Um, yep. So there is out on the nominations.forthemug.com. Um, there is the ability to nominate your uh, combat pilot of the year, trucker of the year, miner trade of the year, helpful <laughs> trucker of the year, miner of, of the year, year. <laughs> explorer of the year, naughty trucker of the year, lifetime award, rookie of the year, charitable trucker and passenger transporter, rebuy award, mission runner, trucker's choice. I've forgotten one, haven't I? Oh, miner of the year. That's it. Miner of the year. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> and obviously there are there are names new and old in here it isn't just for people that you you hear from all the time anybody can be nominated they don't have to be a hutton trucker 
They could be a regular wing person or whatever else. You could nominate anybody you like, as long as you can give a good reason as to why they should, you know, get the lifetime award or it's for minor. It's for people if, that you know yes. fit that category, not for people that you've heard of that fit that category. Although they may be one in the same. Yeah. Um, so, you know, do do think about and nominate. Um, I, I noticed that, you know, Combat Pilots of the Year, there is definitely a shoe on that one. Somebody has already nominated the Alex Zuno, which is not really... <laughs> you surprised me, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there are all sorts of reasons as well. They don't have just have the, the biggest numbers. They could just be the most stylish Combat Pilots of the Year. They could be doing it, you know, in a Dickie Bow and, and you know, Spandex onesie. I thought they were banned now, Dickie Bows. Oh, no, no. It cuts off the circulation from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, if you look at the picture of Commander Palantir that's on there, you will see the Dicky Bow and uh, Walter PPK combo that, that he's wearing. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I could look myself in the eye after that. <laughs> the golden eye, yes. Um, so, yeah, um, go to nominations.forthemug.com. It is open to everybody. So um, all those people who are currently watching over on Twitch, and I, I am going to read it. We very rarely read through the list, but um, we, we've got uh, Aiden, Beetlejuice, 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 Bograt, Aiden, Bam, Puppy, Chicks, Commander Root, uh, Elite Week, Kaizen, Feet, Falco, Took, Funky, Abigail, Lithobreaker, Malex, XR3, Manos, Hand of K... Uh, Manos, Manos Hand of Cake, Notorious STD, mm -hmm. Pillbox UK, Rumpini, Rubber Slayer, uh, Notorious Poor MTO, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the Notorious STD, Gangster, <laughs> Total Gangster, that one. Um, we got uh, Tom Toms, uh, Techmere B, Thicker, uh, V and K, Valoran, Virgo Pros, and many, many others. Um, get his nominations in. Yep, there will be voting later. There is a judges panel and there is voting later. Um, and the live show is on the same day that they're going for gold finishes. So we're going to have a celebration at the same time on January the 7th, uh, 3307, also known as 2021, also known as about the 400th of March. And the yes. celebration will primarily be because it's no longer, no longer 2020. I believe, oh, I believe today is the 265th of March. I thought it was the 274th, but I may have got it wrong. Mm. You did take off January and February, didn't you? Yes, but then there before were 23 we days in March before lockdown. I don't know. Oh, no, I did them in. It's, but that's still a day in March. They were still days in March. Oh, could be. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's the lots of March. The It's not yes. the Ides of March, though, because that would be even worse. Um, <laughs> and obviously, um, to Commander Kid Rain, we've taken the mickey out of him an awful lot this evening. Yeah. But it sort of <laughs> deserves it for scaring us lots. But they really, mate, do get well soon. You know, there's going to be a long road to recovery. You know your friends here have got you on every single step. There's a line we, we put out there when talking to many people, you know, when you fall, Hutton's here to pick you up. And that's not just for Baz. That is absolutely for everybody. And if you've listened to the show tonight, yeah. you know the kind of friends you've got. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> but please well, stay anyway. officer. Yes. <laughs> well, I, think, I think the full phrase is when you fall, we point and laugh for a bit and then pick you up. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what true friends do. No, I think we might do it the other way. We'll pick him up for his chin. They're not actually in serious trouble and then point and laugh a bit. No. You've got to get some photographs <laughs> for Facebook. You video it. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. Oh, yeah. You video it for YouTube and Twitch. You've got, I mean, you've got to go into the social media thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And of course. Uh, 
but you've got tales to tell for for many 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 days to come so um we will have more tales next week on thursday uh, 8 30 in the evening that's uh, galactic time utc uh who's on duty next week commander palantir is is it back to dj nomsky i'm just looking through the list here and it will be norm yes yeah, DJ Funky Normsky. Um, this entire show is going to be uploaded to YouTube and to the audio podcast side of things on media.forthemug.com and all good podcast outlets. Uh, sometime in the next... Well, I think the, the video feed will be up tomorrow. It takes a few hours to upload tonight. The audio feed goes through some editing to remove all of the not-so-seamless bits. Amelia? Not-so-seamless. Seamless. Not not so mm. seamless. Can we assume then that the the next week norm service will be resumed? Uh, norm service uh, will be resumed. Get out. <laughs> out. I'll, I'll get my own coat. <laughs> I'll, I'll switch Scotland up again if this carries on. <laughs> I'm here all week. Try the fish. <laughs> come on, come on the rampage. Have you got any predictions for what the CGs might be next week? I've got a clue. Are we talking federal versus the, um, balancing type thing, won't it? So if, they, if they're going to put on Galnet, I'd expect hopefully we'll do something around that. Oh, you imagine, you imagine if the Pilots Federation say, here's what we're planning on doing on the balance, and by the way, you need to battle a CG to stop us doing it. Or to balance it out or to test it, I don't know. That'd be a good, that'd be a good bit of narrative to do that, to be fair. Also, but no, thank you for joining us, Rampage. It's nice to have you back aboard live again. Yeah, I'll be back again and again as well. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, Amelia, what's your prediction for the CG for next week? Um, um, for the mug. For the mug. <laughs> and uh, Commander Palantir. Thargoid. I think it will be rescuing squirrels. The squirrel bar? No, rescuing squirrels. Oh, rescuing squirrels. Yes, they're, they're, and, they're, and... they're trapped in a burning station and we need to get them out. Oh, no. Oh, Possibly, possibly and Flossie. Station rescue. What are you thinking, Flossie? No, it's the wrong keyboard again. Get on the wrong keyboard. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that is an option if people don't want to do any exploring. Are you thinking or... maybe some combat next week or? Uh... Me, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. I'm thinking more. That what, what's the CG going to be what? next week? What's your prediction? I have absolutely no idea. Do you think the Alliance no. is going to declare war on everybody and say, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough? I wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much to our listener. I'm terribly sorry to those of you that lost the radio station Don't during the broadcast. Don't bother asking me or anything. What? Don't bother asking me or anything. I thought you'd Hang been told to get out. Oh, I had been told to get out. Right, no, you're absolutely right. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm going to have to call the apology officer to apologise to the apology <laughs> officer. Yeah. I'm very, very, oh, very sorry. On behalf of Fort Norbert, you should never have been treated that way. It's despicable. Here, come stand on this chair and tell us what all about it. <laughs> Where do the Nazi radio presenter ignore you? Go on then. What, what does the apology officer think it's going to be? For the mug. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> oh, did you see that? Okay. Such a letdown. Apology officer, high five. Hot box, high five. Love it. <laughs> He was out getting well, his coat when you said that on you. Well, Commander Palantir, if you're ready, it only remains for us to say for the rest of this evening, it is, Amelia? For the mug! For the mug, everybody. For the mug! Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off?
profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere Loading up the T-Nines to the brim with grain Falling back, falling back Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Falling back, falling back Now everybody sing the hot and trucker song Seems to crash into the sun Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One Alvin at the front, you know he leads as well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells Falling back, falling back Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Falling back, falling back Now everybody sing the hot and trucker song everybody and will it be hard again i'm i'm sure you are yeah yeah and will it be hard again sorry guys i've got a technical problem <laughs> it's 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 thursday <laughs> seamless seamless just take a drink of water swallow the little blue tablet it'll all sort itself <laughs> out well, we, we, we can say that he is Willie B. Hardigan, and he's and actually out on day release. release. He's been recalled from day release. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure where to start. <laughs> well, as you can hear due to a bong malfunction, 